Greetings and welcome back to another episode of Controllers and Couches. That was the spoon that I dropped. That sound. Okay, enough. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, uh. I just quickly too. I really fucking hate ASMR. I really do. Like it's. I, I said. Why stop. do people enjoy that? Someone's cringing. It's like. Ugh. Anyways, yeah, I'm cringing. I'm cringing. right here. You can see my reaction. Yeah. So on that note, I'm Full Metal Chicken, and. I'm Steph. And sipping from a straw of water. From a straw of water. So yes, welcome back. To Stop stirring. No, you use your privileges for the Now I'm doing this session. on purpose. Yeah, I'm, I'm stirring. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So this is so on the topic of annoying things. Um, essentially, where <laughs> no, I don't know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Okay. This is, you guys. First of all, hi everyone. Hope you're staying safe. Hope that you and your family is safe, healthy. Um, the point at which we're recording this, the vote election, I should say, hasn't been called yet. It seems to be swinging to Biden, but we're not celebrating until that asshole is out of there. Um, so, yeah. Apart from that, there's a lot of other shit we're going to get to today. Yeah. But let's rewind literally 24 hours. Yep. So yesterday I was in the bathroom and I was doing bathroomy things. And I hear something in our backyard and um if you have listened to our podcast earlier this year you would know that our neighbor likes to frequent our property yeah frequent being the term of so he's very lucky i was on the toilet evacuating the organs i needed to evacuate and then i called you and he must have heard me call you because he bolted it. Stop flicking your nails, please. Because that spoon's gone somewhere. The sun don't shine. Um, and he must have heard... Stop. I Take that spoon out it's hot. and leave it here. I don't care. I will singe my fingers to ensure you don't make that infernal racket again. So he must have jumped over the fence when he heard me call you. You went outside and he was gone. And then after you walked around with your phone recording, he decided to pop over the fence. And he acted like he hadn't been in the backyard and was like, oh, hey, my bird is missing. Um, and then we found out that he's he has three birds at any given time, but this is his fourth bird because the bird he lost earlier in the year, he never got back. Right? Because that's what birds do, they fly. Yeah. And so you had to go to work... And you helped him search for like a good 10, 15 minutes. And he kept insisting that he saw the bird on our property. And then I wasn't there because I was recording because I didn't know what the shit and I didn't want to become too aggressive because I didn't know what our rights were. Otherwise, I would have really been a lot more on it. Um, But he insisted he saw the bird. And if it was me, I would have said, well, reach in and grab it and get out. But there wasn't a bird. No bird. So you told him... To get out. To leave. Politely leave. And you said, the bird is not here. If I see the bird... I will bring it to you. I will bring it to you. But as we can see, we've searched everywhere. There is no bird. Please leave. Please leave. You're not supposed to be in my backyard. I did not give you permission to be in the backyard. So he hops over the fence. And then you proceed to get ready. And then he's back 20 minutes later. And he's again 
insisting that it's in one which i'm cutting like it's storm it's not storming but it's raining today but i'm cutting these bushes down like i've had enough and it's just i'm at that point where i've I've fucking had enough um so i'm cutting them down within the next 48 hours once the weather starts to clear tomorrow so that's besides the point and then he's back in the in the backyard and you say i need you to leave now i have to go to work the bird is not here I'm going to work. Please leave. And you open the gate and he refuses to leave. And you were really nice about it. If it was me, I wouldn't have been that nice. So, long story short, he came back again. This time to the front door. Yeah. And you were like, I have to go to work. Your bird is not here. Please stop harassing us. I understand that your pet is missing, but it's a bird. It's gone. And he's like, oh, no, no, it likes people. And then it's like, but your bird isn't here. Why is it always our backyard that's fucking targeted? Why is it always our house? We're surrounded by houses. Why is it always our property? I don't understand. It's because we have a lot of birds in our backyard throughout the day because we've got so many natives that he assumes it's going to flock to us because the birds see in our backyard, right? But it's always our fucking backyard. So you went to work and then he proceeded between like 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., periodically he would walk up the driveway playing his fucking which is a good idea but your bird's not going to come your bird is long gone Holmes your bird is not on my property it's gone we've already sussed that out so he's walking up and back the driveway he's sussing out he's peering under the car like the the car and the plants and everything and it's like dude it's not here but I didn't say anything I just let him do his fucking thing and then at fucking 8.20 did I hear that? Or was that my brain triggering me? Your brain triggering And then at 8.22 last night, I get a motion fucking alert because the fucking idiot brought his fucking idiot friend and they're outside our front window digging through our fucking plants. Yeah. And I only knew to, che- to check my phone for the motion because every bird song now is triggering me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't. This is one of my biggest fears at home invasion. And I knew that something was coming because Valky ran straight to me. And the thing is, if you, in this day and, I suppose day and time era, you go into someone's property, you go on their front lawn, generally people come out, like if this was America, someone come out with a shotgun. Um, So... Look, I understand that there's a pet problem missing. I get that. We looked. You don't go through someone's... Second, when we lost Moz... And she made it out because they busted through the window that you left open. Did I go ransacking through people's gardens? No. no. I stood on the footpath and I looked and I called her. She didn't come. I moved to the next house and the next house and the next house. I only shown torches up in the trees that were on the nature strips. I did not up. go past the, the footpath but... on anyone's property. So then I get a fucking motion alert. At 6.20... No, 6... It was 8.45 last night. 6.22 this morning. That they're here, again, with a cage, a rake, and a net. Walking up our driveway. Looking around. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And they're playing that fucking song. The bird fucking song. Again. Yeah. At 6.22 in the morning. So, what I do... Is... So we wait, I wait for you to wake up. I'm already dressed. I'm ready to go. And I tell you. And then I'm like, hang on. 
we decided we were going to go over there, but I said, let's just call the council first because I'd done some reading this morning, checking to make sure. And our council, I'm not going to say which council it is, was like, regardless of whatever the pet is, they have no business. Their pet has no business coming onto your property. It's a pet. It doesn't know. If it was a normal human being who I didn't feel threatened by, I would say, hell yeah, let's go get your fucking cat, your fucking dog, your bird. Let's, you know, get your pet home to you. But there was nothing here. So I called them and I outlined to them and he was like, no, this is very dangerous. I advise you to hang up the phone with me and immediately contact the police. You need to lodge this with them. If this is happening to the severity that you're telling me it's happening, this is dangerous. And then he gave me the uh, neighbour resolution, whatever, contact number for Victoria Dispute Resolution Centre. So I ring Vicpol and... We called our local district and then I wasn't on the phone with them. What did they say? So essentially, I just explained the whole situation to them and told them that, you know, exactly what happened previously as well. And the guy said, well, well, sorry, the officer said, there's a high chance that one, this person could be mentally unstable um, in the sense that it's not normal for people to just constantly jump into people's say, Oh, I forgot to say. And he went into the neighbor's backyard. As well. So, and that place has since been vacated. Yeah. He went in there earlier. And then later in the afternoon, before he came, like a couple of hours before he came rooting around our front yard, he was screaming. He jumped, They jumped the gate and were in their backyard. And I recorded the whole thing. Just I just recorded the whole fucking thing and saved it to the clouds. And so I spoke to the police officer. And the police officer said essentially everything that I'd done so far was well, well, within... well within the law. <laughs> and too nice, he said. And extremely, <laughs> you know extremely calm and he was saying to me you know i don't i i don't like people being in my backyard i would have lost my shit um so he said obviously in the bounds of the law everything you've done well and truly uh, you know you you've been extremely lenient so he advised me to go around and be very polite but very firm and say to them that it is against the law it is trespassing if you do not have permission to be in someone's property... That is property, more than welcome to come to our front door and talk yeah, to us. But there's a point where it becomes harassment and then, only then, so I advise this person... And he advised us to record it. Advised and us so to record it. we walked around and they with our umbrella in the pouring rain at 11 o'clock. And they happened to be in their driveway. And they happened to be ready to do their second outing of the morning. And I'd also like to point out, in the middle of a fucking pandemic, in the biggest lockdown city in the world... No masks. No fucking masks. No masks. Not wearing any masks at all. So we've rocked up. Wearing masks. Wearing masks. Social distanced. Social distanced. I was far, far away. Not far, like... Yeah. I was right at, I wasn't even in their property. I was on the next door neighbor's yeah. footpath and I recorded the whole thing. And whole I five got and a half my minutes. managerial on big time. And he tried to fucking school you. He tried to school me, raised his voice, had a bit of a go. And I was like, fucking brilliant. Yes, please, please. And I literally shut him down and did the whole, you know, it's, it's the classic role reversal. He's saying, oh, but you know, if you lost a pet... And then um, you said, you how would you home? feel if we were I rooting was... around your front yard yeah, at you around... know, 8, 4.30 at night or 6.30? And he was he looked uh, uh, like, oh, you bet. And then he tried to turn the tables. And, and he's, he's, like, I'm no. assuming it's probably you know his girlfriend or flatmate or whatever. Um, she backed off and started poking around in the plant. Um, 
But in their plan. In their plan. <laughs> but he really tried to go me, and I just put him back in his box. But I said, like, you are not to come onto our property. Repeated again. multiple times, which is exactly what the police officer advised me to do. He was at this point warned yeah. extremely firmly never to step foot on my property again. The police officer also said, though, however, um, if he's coming to your front door, that's he's okay. coming to your front door. There's He's coming yeah. to the front door. However, if, if he's pr- like if he proceeds to search your property, if he searches our property one more time, you just call the police. I, I call the police and they send a van around and they have so, a chat with him. So, so we leave their house. Yep. We come back home, and we have to go get a few things from the supermarket. Yep. And so you got your keys. Oh, someone's oh, moz. Um, and sure enough, so we're driving past. And one street over where they live, which is two street overs from where we live, we spot them going to someone else's backyard. So I immediately whip out my phone and record it. And I'm like, oh my God, these idiots have learned nothing. And then I spoke too fucking soon. We're 10 minutes down the street from that. And then I get another fucking motion alert and saying in... that they're in our fucking backyard, our front yard again, crawling up our driveway, searching through the fucking bushes. And... <laughs> and then you recount it from what so, you remember. Let me paint this picture. Obviously, I can't do anything. I can't say anything at this point because you're driving. <laughs> I'm driving. Now, it's raining. I was not driving. So I'm focusing on the road. So essentially, at this point, I have a get out of jail free card. I'm essentially, yeah. I'm in charge of a motor vehicle. Like yeah. I'm, so, you're doing your thing. So the great Stefafar... <laughs> Proceeds to hop on voice. Hop on voice, and she did not use. She did not say this in Klingon, but I, she I politely swear, said, "You need to leave." I, I think I said, "Get off my property! You need to leave now." And they acted like they didn't hear me. Yep. And and then I said, "I can see you there. Get off my property now, or I will be forced to call the police." And then they just door. And then off. they. Shuffled off, and he, in defiance, was holding his phone up, playing the bird song. Playing the bird song. And then they walked to the front, and then I had to flip cameras at that point, and then I recorded that separate footage. And then they loot around our bushes at the front, and then they proceeded to go down the street. Down the street. Now, um, just words for the wise. And then the poor postman. Poor postman. Because 30 minutes later... While I was in the Woolworths, I get another motion alert. And I'm like, I'm, I've am i had enough. And then I open it and I check it. And it's our poor best friend postman. And the one time I'm not home to accept a delivery and ask him how his day's doing is yeah. the one day he came. And notice how he didn't ring because he knew I wasn't home because the car was in the yard. Yeah. And so, and so he just put the stuff and I'm like, oh, thank you, Philip. But here's the thing. <laughs> These other people, if... All I'm saying to if you is... If they come over again... All I'm saying to you is, is that he only ch- they only check three properties. Ours, the old next-door neighbour's house, and their elderly Italian neighbours to the right of them. Yeah. Now, also... They didn't jump their property. No. They spoke to them. And also, too, in case the listeners um, think that I'm a chicken shit, I was advised by a police officer to approach it a member of the Victorian police force advised me to approach it the way I did today. 
because of what... You had to offer a, uh, yeah. a, a resolution. Resolution that had to be mediated in a way... That, that... they didn't feel threatened no. and it was on... I See, I was going to... And we asked, and I was like, do we just wait until they come back? And the cop was like, no, no you, have you to need to make now. it now. You need to say it now, because if they come back, they're going to, it's just going to be another thing. Exactly. So essentially, one. We followed for, the we followed the rules. Follow the rules. Now, for, every, for all of our friendly listeners out there, in case this happens, the way that has had transpired, the way, this is all I'm gonna say textbook. Is, all I'm going to say is, people think that you're crazy. When you invest a little bit of money, it's not a little bit of money when you think about it, like it's a fair chunk of money. People think you're crazy when you're investing money in your home security. However, there are times when you go, like before we had a dash cam and we got into the most serious accident, you know, we had ever been in. And we thought, fuck. Because remember three weeks beforehand, we were looking at dash cams and then we were like, no, 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 we'll just wait for the the Boxing Day sales. We'll go into, um, was it Repco that we shop at? Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll go in and we'll grab it then. And then we got in an accident. Yeah. And we thought the one time we would have actually needed it, yeah. we didn't have it because we thought we would save an extra 10 bucks. But here's the other thing too that people don't understand and a lot of people don't realize that, for instance, at... 2 a.m. in the morning or 3 a.m. in the morning, if you are in someone's backyard... That's a threat, regardless that, that of whatever threat, the fuck's happening. You will literally get perceived as a threat. And that's not us saying that. That's the police. That is the police. Police deal with things where people have entered someone else's property, trespassed, and then had their absolute like clock cleaned. Like someone has gone out with a cricket bat. Dude, I was bringing the bins in yesterday. Sorry, taking the bins the out backyard. after you went to work. He wasn't there. I had, I wasn't I didn't have headphones in I just had my mask I wheeled the bins out we have a fairly large residential driveway so I by the time I took the two heavy bins out you know came back it was maybe ninety seconds because I checked the cameras afterwards and he was fucking there over the fence yeah I nearly fucking shit myself dude I was so triggered I thought this is it this is how I'm gonna fucking die but you know the problem everybody on the planet has the ability to climb someone's fence. Everyone in Australia has either a small property or a large property. But, but can, the thing is, if I jumped brains, their fence you would, at eight thirty tonight, would flip right? Their shit. If I if I went at their in their property at eight thirty at night, started rummaging in, I don't even know what their backyard looks like. First of all, because I'm not that kind of person. But if I did that, the police would be there so fast. Even if I hopped back, they would come here, arrest me, and I would be charged with trespassing. Yeah. So. Also, too, say, for instance, I'd been home. Oh, sorry, hypothetical. If I was at home and it was after midnight, you've just woken up, you hear banging and everything well, going on in the backyard. You, you're not going to go out there, I guarantee you, and I'm putting this statement out there now. I would not be, hey, how you going? What are you doing? What do you think I fucking thought last night at 8.30 when like, I'm home alone and I see them fucking carrying rakes and nets? And, and like, cages. What the fuck? You don't what do that. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Are you pest control? Are you working for the council? It's always a case of knock, knock, hi. This has happened. You know, neighbourhood. Let your neighbourhood know what's going on. You don't just... But the thing is, why target our property? We already know it's not here. They target the three same spots every the time. The guy scaled the fence multiple times and was told not to enter the premises. The guy is completely stupid. 
Now he is. No, it's not that he's stupid. He doesn't listen. He does. He's arrogant. He's arrogant, and he thinks that his shit is better than everyone else's. Well, guess what? And I said to him, "Do you clip your bird?" I'm not. I'm not saying he should have done it. I fucking hate anyone who does it. I said to him, "Did you clip?" This was last time at the start of the year with his first bird. Yeah. Do you clip their flight feathers? No, but they wouldn't fly far. It's a fucking bird. Yeah. Except I didn't say the f word. And then I said, and then he's like, oh, but they like people. They like you. Yeah. They don't know everyone else. And then I said to birds him, if fly. they're domesticated birds, they ha- unfortunately have, n- it's not like, a, it's like a rabbit. They have no idea how to survive besides the water you feed them and the food you feed them. Yeah. You, okay. Say for instance, uh, next door neighbor, worst case scenario, next door neighbor, dog. Dog in backyard. His dog came in our backyard 20 times. Yeah. It was so familiar and I didn't give a shit to the point where all I would do was say, come on, ghosty, walking him around because he got to the point where he didn't answer his front door anymore yeah. about it. So I would just go to the gate, which didn't have, still to this day doesn't have a lock on it. That's how he got in. And would just let ghosts go back in his backyard. And 30 minutes later... Ghost would be in our backyard. Yeah, and we mean not locked as in the neighbour's Yeah, the neighbour's gate, gate wouldn't be locked. So I uh, could just literally open yeah. it and let Ghosty go back home. So spin this. Say, for instance, on the farm, if someone was on your farm, like... You okay, shoot him. In this exact same scenario, if we went if out... If they were in your neighbour's vehicle... If it wasn't a neighbour and, and someone... And they're looting around you your property. You would literally be going, hey, how you doing? With a fucking boom, click in click. The how you going? Get the fuck off my property. None of a hi. Hey, I'm not this is in, like you're not, not here for team biscuits. It would be I'd literally just be like get the fuck off. Get my the property. fuck off my property, or I will make you leave the property. Like Stephanie Sue says, nobody has a fucking right to make me feel unsafe in, in my own fucking home. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into the shit that I grew up with. But I made a pledge to myself that I would never, ever, ever fucking feel like that when I pay to live my life. Yeah. I don't go over there. I do not harass them. But also, too, COVID. You're not supposed to be going into residential areas unannounced. I don't fucking fucking know you. You're not part of my house fucking network bubble. This guy's a fucking... If he came, which he did, he came to the front door after he jumped the fence three times and was like, yo, have you seen my bird? And we were like, dude... No. We haven't seen your bird. No. Would I hide your bird? But I had to tell the guy three times, do oh. not come onto the property. So you don't... If someone says, like, they've just threatened you... Not threatened, they've advised you that they will call the police the next time you enter their property. Why well, the go fuck back literally 20 minutes later? 15, 20 minutes later. That is just dumb. That is fucking... Dude, less than 10 minutes after we told them... You cannot be doing this. No. And we saw them go into another person's property. And see, the thing is, what these guys don't understand now is it's been lodged with the local police. It's been lodged with the council. It's been lodged with the council. We have literal video <laughs> footage. Like, this guy is... If he... Like, he... It's just... The cake is waiting there to be... Like, have that little candle lit... He makes one more move, the driveway. So if anyone sort of messages and says, oh, you should call the police now, the police have already been called. The police have the, already been their advised. Things, their thing was, if he shows up and he's looting around again, then then you call the police. So Even if he leaves, just give us his address and we will drive over. Yeah, and, and we'll discuss it. And at the same time, this isn't the kind of day and age where 
I want to waste the police time. And that's no. what we said to everyone. Yeah. Look, this is going to sound very stupid. And that's what I said to the council guy, Isaac. I'm so sorry, sir. This is going to sound really stupid. I'm, I don't want to say, look, I, I'm asking you to advise me of my rights. I just kind of, this is what I read online. Is this true? But you know the funny thing? When you call your local police and you speak to the police... And op- the police officer says to you... How are you going? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I know you. <laughs> so, like, oh. Yeah, feel Fair free enough. to stop by and have a chat. So, here's the thing. Let me put it this way. When you deal with your local police on a regular basis... We can say that because we're white and we're privileged also. I didn't mean like that, during work and relations. Yeah. So, when, you know, certain people recognize you because i provide a service to they provide a service when you interact people know what you're like they know how you the professionalism he actually said to me most people get on the phone going off their chops yeah so people who are very calm very clear and very concise make their job a we lot didn't easier. go over there and i didn't say a single thing no. i stood at the next door neighbor's footpath before, like not even yeah. on their property and i just recorded it because that's what the police advised me to do and i didn't have a go at this guy at all i was no, very no. very firm that's it no more but next time i'm not dealing with it i'm the just calling the police the... all i'm going to do is tell you he's here i'm going to pull my phone out yep and just record him and because that's it just to have day... that footage and it be whatever it because has to one, be. Because one, the guy keeps... Like, the whole mask thing is another level as well. I... Dude. That I cannot been, explain to you. But it that's was like been, a horror movie. That's been noted as well. It's like a horror... I came back from putting the bins out, and he was there. And you know what? Because he hasn't got a mask on, uh, for the Victorian people listening to this, uh, if you, in fact, go on someone's... Like, property. Property. That's illegal. That's illegal. But two, you <laughs> have to wear a mask masks. Coming, yeah. So one, trespassing. Two, no mask. Public endangerment. Public endangerment. Um, you'll get a warning for that. Probably fine as well. I don't know. But who do we talk to to get them fined? I've already we'll lodged it with call. the police. Beautiful. So that's already that's, all right. that's already that's done there. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So people listening. Not that anyone's we're saying anyone's having a gone. We're just telling you if you we're found yourself you. in a similar situation, a, Call your local please police. be safe. Make sure that you are safe first and foremost, right? Yeah. Don't engage if you don't feel like it. Two, I know it's really fucking tough, but the more evidence you have, not that you should have to prove yourself, but just even if it's just a camera, for, uh, sorry, a still photo image, do whatever you can. Record it to the best of your ability. Yep. And also, if anyone has feedback on how they think I should have dealt with this a little bit differently, feel free to go for it. Um, we love our feedback. We yes. love the interaction. But just keep in mind that... Every, was, it changes for everyone. Changes and for if everyone. the police are telling you to do one yeah. specific In this case, I was advised to act police. accordingly, so I did. Because yes. there you go. Um, what else have we got to say? So you know what? If they got birds, I'm going to fucking get a pterodactyl. It's no disrespect to the birds. Like I said... <sighs> If the bird A existed, B existed on our property, I would say do whatever the hell you need to do. However, do not come here, break in, and lie and yeah. say my bird is here. Reach in and fucking grab it, then you dickhead. Oh wait, it's not there. Hey, I'm more than happy. Well, we're anyway, more than let's happy. Let's move to... on. We've been bitching about this for nearly thirty minutes. Because it's been minutes. a big topic, and the people love it. 
this is what people subscribe for. So <laughs> the they, Great Neighbor War. The, the Great Neighbor War. The of second Great Neighbor War. Uh, clearly, we have the vision and they don't. Uh, all right, so elections are currently happening. Let's yeah, get a. Happening and then uh, some. Da, 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 so, in da, case everyone's been living under a rock, um, uh, the presidential elections for 2020 occurring at the moment between Biden and Trump. Now, all the I'm spectators out there right can now. see that America at the moment is about to explode. Look, it's a hot pot. Currently, right now. Biden is on, let me update it just one more time, ABC. Biden's on 216. And Trump is on 119. They need 270 to win. So, again, thus far, Biden is making good headway. Marching has already started in Washington, D.C. Uh They already have a crowd. This was five minutes ago. They've already got a crowd of 1,000 people outside the BLM Plaza, and they're marching about four blocks from the White House, chanting, no justice, no peace, the revolution starts now. So the thing is, though, if Trump's on 119 and Biden is on Uh, 216, is there any way of Trump getting a 100 jump on that? Uh, Well, I'll turn the thing around. This is what it looks like. So he's going to win Florida because it's Florida and they're a red state. He's going to win Georgia because Georgia's a win state. North Carolina, I don't see them doing anything but swinging around. Because as they were saying, a lot of these um, states, because of COVID and everything, they've done voting early. So, you know, uh, In Arizona, live update right Biden is winning at 53.6. In Pennsylvania, Trump's in the lead at 56.1. In North Carolina, it's almost a tie. But Trump's in the lead at 50.1. But all three of those states are still too early to call. Shit. And they nearly, like, over 2 million votes in Arizona. Over 3 million votes in Penn. And over 5 million thus far in North Carolina. It's going to be interesting. So it's going to, again, I ain't going to get too excited. I don't know why we feel... I feel so scared I don't even live there. See, I think because what happens in America will kind of set some kind of precedence of what goes on because also, too, markets will you know be volatile after this. For sure. I think they'll go better after he's out, gingerbread man's out, to be honest. But it is what it is. Um, It's also NaNoWriMo this month, so I've been... Writing. Madly writing. I'm over a fifth of the way through the, the target. Um, so it is what it is. I'm doing pretty well there. I've written nothing. That's fine. Actually, no. The only thing I've written is text messages. <laughs> and work messages. That's it. Um, oh, um, there was a massive typhoon Malawi in, um, that caused a landfall in Vietnam. I have listed the UNICEF, um, donation website for the Southeast Asia flood emergency. I don't have the, they're still finding people. From what I understand, it is absolutely terrible. So that that link will um, also be in our bio. Yeah. So if you're able to donate, please do. Um, it's just this year, man. This year's just one thing after a bloody another. Fucking stupid. Um, what else did I have on the agenda today? Oh, okay. Um, this is. Alright, so you know the guy who plays um, the main character, Archie, in Riverdale? Yeah. He and some other chick, called, uh, his name's KJ Apple. 
But um, he and a female cast member, Sophia Carson, have uh, the two lead actors in a movie called Songbird. And listen to this. It takes place in a dystopian future where COVID-19 has mutated to COVID-23. Wow. And then people were really shitty saying, this is way too soon to release a movie about a pandemic we're still experiencing. Uh, so, thoughts? Yeah. Gotta get in, get in quick. Why don't they just bring out another zombie movie? You know. Oh, we saw an Umbrella Corporation, Cor- that same vehicle today. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, day for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, and a couple of days ago, uh, Laurie Lalan officially begun her prison sentence because of her role in the college admission scandal. But it's okay because her prison has yoga, ceramics class and ukulele lessons, um, but she's not allowed to have visits because of COVID. Okay. Life must be so tough. Maybe she can watch, you know. Uh, I think she's going to be in there for a couple of years, from memory. So, could you imagine? I don't know. (sighs) Just fucking dumb. People are dumb. Absolutely dumb. Oh, sorry. Two months. Not two years. Two months. Life must be tough. And she said it during her sentencing. I ignored my intuition and allowed myself to be swayed from my moral compass. I thought I was acting out of love for my children, but in reality, it only underlined and diminished my daughter's abilities and accomplishments. More broadly and importantly, I now understand that my decision helped exacerbate existing inequalities in society generally and the higher education system more specifically. I honestly reckon her kids should have gone down too. Just honestly though, if you're going to start cheating your way... Actually, no, what, what, I'm not even going to get on the topic of like cheating in you know, government systems and shit because it's rife, <laughs> you know. And But, you know, talking about institutions, I'm half tempted to get one of those uh, little umbrella corporation, you know, <laughs> tags and whack it on the car just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, my thing is, I just don't want anyone to bust into your car to get it. Yeah. That's the only problem. And just put a sticker on the window. But the one that we were going to get was, um, the Empire doesn't give a shit about the <laughs> You stick figure family and it's a... Um... High fighter. Just yeah. Destroyed. Beep, beep. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to get that because just it's funny. I have to get one for your brother, Rob, too. I, I keep telling him when I see it that I'm getting get it for him. And he was like, fuck yeah, awesome, cheers. I saw one that was really funny. Um... It was actually on the back of a... It looked like a... It must have been a second-hand military... Um, yeah. And on the, the back window, it had a tank <laughs> on the side, and it must have been... Did it say something like, don't tread on me? I can't remember exactly what it said, but it had, like, all these stick figures, and it was Just like... getting squashed. It, it's like an explosion <laughs> in the corner and shit everywhere, so I figured... Didn't take out like the stick figure family. Must have taken took out, out a stick village. figure for army. <sighs> Just, yeah. So. All right. Um, last story for the day. I don't talk about the Melbourne Cup unless we're talking mad shit about it and talking about how that shit needs to be shut the fuck down real quick. Because um, yesterday um, another stallion got put down, Anthony Van Dyke. Um, he broke his. He's five years old, dude. He had. Literally yeah. a decade at least, he looked he looked absolutely beautiful. Um, he broke his fetlock, which is their um, 
it's just above their foot. It's that part that looks like a, the chunky part. Yeah. Um, that's the fetlock, and that's like their version of the ball of their foot. So that's their metacarpal and mesophalangeal joint equivalent, from what I understand when I researched it for other shit. Yeah. And the thing with horses is, I'm fairly certain that nine out of ten times, even if you try to, that used to be the stat from the vets. Yeah, it's a death sentence. It won't work. It will fail. And so they, quote-unquote, put it out of its misery. And I say, quote-unquote, cancel the whole fucking... There's no point for it. It's just animal cruelty. But, you know... But look at that. Isn't that the most fucking majestic, beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life? people People just don't care. They write it off as a tax, you know, invoice. That's what life has come down to now. But at least the jockey was uninjured. Yeah, at least the, the jockey has health care. No, it's stupid. Absolutely stupid. People don't give a fuck. They're just like... Oh, they Admire the animals. I'm not saying don't admire the animals, right? I'm not saying the animals should be showboats at any way, in any way, shape or form. But if you desperate... I don't even think it's right. But while they're planning on phasing out contracts... Have, like, um, the contests of just how pretty the horse looks. Yeah. How healthy the horse looks. And then once the contracts are all fucking ceased, let, let them live their own bloody lives. Yeah. Instead, you know, this shit happens. Breeding him just for money and shit. I don't know. Seventh horse killed in seven years. How shit is that? No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck at all. Alrighty, anything else you want to cover? Um, no, it's like... Oh my god. More just people looking at data protection. So, things like... We spoke about this the other week. Yeah, antivirus. So... Oh, do you have a story to tell? Just people who think that antivirus is obviously, you know, bullshit. It's, you know... Now... This will also come into the debate of people who use, you know, Mac, people who use Windows. This is more directed for people who use Windows. But it's more a case of which ones will slow you down, which ones won't. Why do you have a virus? No, not yet. My name is Virus. My name is Virus. Uh-oh, because my name is virus. someone I know decided to uninstall their antivirus oh, no. because they said it was slowing down their computer and they were wondering why they were getting all these different pop-up windows appearing. Now, obviously, if you disable your antivirus and you disable... Oh, uh, drinking ASMR with shells. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, yes. Has anyone actually... Complete silence. Oh, it was Moz. My error. Has anyone actually come up with pet ASMR? I want to say yes. Imagine people marketing that shit. But yeah, back to antivirus. Um... People don't... Can confirm. ASMR, dog reviewing different types of food. Ultimate dog ASMR. ASMR eating with pets, dog collection. ASMR relaxing dog pet massage. ASMR, dog reviewing different types of food numbers. These people have millions of views. Holy shit. And their puppy is called Maya. Okay, I I need to not be here. So, back to antivirus. So, essentially, because of the 
the cyber age. I've been watching a lot of you know trailers for Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. So Which essentially, again. and also too, hearing how different companies are having, you know, cyber threats and you know businesses and consumers. Essentially, think of it like the market is broad for what is available for data protection. Yes. So when it comes to you know keeping your info under lockdown, yes, people should at least have minimum three. Three what? You have your firewall. I don't know what a firewall so is. So the firewall is what allows information to go out and come back in. Okay. So think of it this way. Your home, Yeah. your front door is like okay. your firewall. You so what do you allow... recommend for a firewall? Well, most people will either go for Norton, but the thing with Norton. Norton is it's a system hall. And I say that is because it uses a large amount of processing power. So I had it on my old school Aces way, way, way back in the day. See... It, you know, it's good. It does the job. It's it's a heavy utility, so um, it. It has a very nice user interface, from what I can remember. Yeah, I mean, and I it haven't... didn't like talk shit. It told you what you needed to know, and it scanned everything. Yeah, quarantine stuff. And see, I'm not going to say what antivirus and protection I'm using personally. <laughs> it's not Norton. <laughs> it's not Norton. Um, so just in case you're wondering, it's not Norton. Um, and there's all these other things that people can do. So okay, get to some the of the good ones are Bitdefender, um, Norton, obviously. And then you've got um, F-Secure, uh, Kaspersky. That's the one that uh, Jackie Chan yeah. used to promote for. Yes, I use Kasper- Kaspersky. Um, about 12 years ago, 12, 15 years ago. I remember they, they had the white box with the green font. Yeah. And then uh, there's a there's a few other ones, but it's more the case of what you're using to get the whole real-time malware protection. So that's all pop-ups and shit. Um, heuristic detection, anti-ransomware, exploit detection, URL filtering. In case you don't know what a URL is, that's Why when you jump Why doesn't one on. app do all of that? No, that is an app. That, that's what, what most of these will do as a whole. Um, so, for instance, when you have your antivirus running in the background, you go onto a browser, you type something in like Google, I want to know how not to get hacked. So you'll look that up and it'll mm-hmm. come up with a, a search result. Right you click on the link and then what will happen is malware will send you to a site that has, you know, malware. So what your system will do is redirect and go, no. You're not going there. That's a bad place. You know, we've detected a threat. Now, hypothetically, by clicking the link, you may have already had a breach within your system. So by clicking a link, you've mm-hmm. already infected you've your already system. you've already let it in. So what your malware, so, well, your anti-malware, your spyware, you know, your virus software will do is will try and beat the hack, essentially. Beat the infection. You are giving yourself a vaccine to help your Yay. computer not get sick. That's putting it in layman's terms. Lovely. So, essentially... All right, so what does this have to do with anything? So, with everything at the moment regarding voting, there is a chance that if this was electronic, people could be using bots yes, to break the system. Yes, we already know that. They hacked, the they hacked um, one of the states. I can't remember which one now. But they hacked one state. Oh, joy. But allegedly nothing was changed. They just broke in and then they... Trying to label name a dissident state. 
But anyway, anything else? No, it was more just making sure that people are updating their software, making sure Up- they're up to- Update your firmware. Update, like, your software. Do not download apps or programs for from independent people. Do it through apps, like your App Store or the Google Play Store. And that's it, because they're checked. They're verified. Yeah. So um, it's more just... If you run a business, be careful of banking Trojans. So essentially Trojans that will rip money out of your system. Similar to a worm. It'll just deduct cents, like small amounts, from hundreds and thousands of accounts. So How could you have thousands of accounts? I only have one account. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, so there we go. All right, anything else? No, that's it. I just wanted to touch on that. I thought that was feasible and interesting. Riveting content, Michael. Yeah, one or two people went, yay! Yeah, okay. All right, so talking about scams and losses, what do you think one of the biggest losses that the human race has had in terms of history, knowledge, and information? Hair. Hair? Loss. Okay. That's not where I was going, but I was more about talking about Lost collections of human knowledge, like books and scrolls, but well, obviously the biggest one would be the library of uh, Alexandra. The biggest one. Yay! You go, girl. Um, Because then there's also things like the sacking of Baghdad in the twelfth hundreds. There's uh, that was when the Mongols just um, destroyed the House of Wisdom and they threw everything into the river and allegedly ran black. We think. Shit. Um, then we have the, the Dark Ages. Qin Dynasty, where they decided that they would hold a purge and destroy books and buried scholars alive. Wow. Yeah. Um, but there are loads of examples, of, like in the tens uh, in history, of libraries and record-keeping structures that have been lost over time. And there's someone already spoiled for you. Today we're going to be talking about the Great Library of Alexandria and um, one of the most famous libraries in the world. Um, and that's today, let alone, you know. Yeah. In the ancient world. Literally shits over the Smithsonian. Literally. Um, so if you couldn't guess from the name, the library was built in Alexandria, Egypt, sometime during 285 BC. And libraries, we can only imagine that to that magnitude and size, um, much like today, they were part of larger institutions. And so the library itself was part of a research institute called the Museon, um, dedicated to the muses, the nine goddesses of the arts. And interestingly, um, in modern day English, well, Latin, um, we ha- we, that's where we derive the word museum from. Museon. So, unlike the name suggests, the Museon wasn't just about arts, it was also a philosophical school. Um, and philosophical schools like to collect a lot of knowledge. And that's how it lends its name to, what well, you know, the museum. The, sorry, the library was said to have done. Although the library wasn't the first of its kind, kingdoms and empires were beginning the art of book collecting um, in any language they could find. So even if they couldn't read it, they just wanted to get their hands on whatever they possibly could. Um, but during this exact same time in history, the leaders that succeeded Alexander the Great were trying to spread their Hellenistic cultures as far as they could. Um, historians call this cultural imperialism. And I personally would call it the lead up to the religion wars, but 
It is what it is. It is what it is. A bit of a catastrophe. Crusade is more like it. Crusade. We're going on a crusade. For the Holy Grail. <laughs> is there someone running and rolling? Someone was cooing. Yeah. Sound like there was. Yeah. Think. As soon as we start talking about destruction, Moz is like... Yes! Oh, here she comes. So these rulers were smitten by ancient Greek culture and they decided that it was in their best interest to decide to collect and compile as much information from the ancient world as they possibly could. And what comes with knowledge? People that want to learn knowledge Yay, and read knowledge. knowledge, aka scholars. 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 And you know what goes with scholars? Google. Caffeine. Yeah. It was a big deal the day our uni department shut down their coffee machine because of COVID. Yeah. Oof, boy. Wow. <laughs> um, back in those days, if you wanted to study... Back in my day! Back in my um, day! If you wanted to look something up, you couldn't just open your computer, obviously, and, like, jump on the internet. You had to go where the knowledge was stored. <laughs> and, you know, comb through hundreds of... Vo- if You know, heaps of volumes, not hundreds of volumes. So all the scholars in the Near East um, ancient kingdoms were talking about how prestigious libraries were and the philosophers pretty much said, hey, all this knowledge will provide assistance in ruling the governments. Therefore, all of you rulers should commit to investing in structures such as libraries. Are they playing with that bit of plastic I gave them yesterday? Yes. Sorry. Um, so major urban centres and cities of the time decided that they wanted to set up these libraries. And the biggest ones had to have the Hellenistic royal stamp of approval. So enter Ptolemy, uh, the second Philadelphus. So he was a second Ptolemy. Um, and he was pharaoh of ancient Egypt between the 28th of March, 284 BC, and the 29th of January. Um, sorry, what the fuck? I can't even remember what year I wrote there. Um, so he was all about foreign policy and materialism and literary splendor. So he didn't read them himself. He just wanted to have the biggest, most extensive library yeah. that the world at the time had ever seen. The world had ever seen. Um, so he brought, allegedly, ancient Egypt and Alexandria to its like splendor, its best and he was very aggressive he was very ambitious um therefore when the scholars approached him and said hey yo set up a library bro he was like hells yeah i'm gonna bring you know build the largest repository of all knowledge in the world that anyone has ever seen so he enlisted demetrius of phileron demetrius who was a former uh, athenian politician athenian he had a fall from power, and Fell he was down. given refuge by um, Ptolemy II's dad because he became his advisor. And so knowing his past history, Ptolemy um, II charged him with founding the library and the museum. So historians have since found the letter of Aristides, um, of the, and it was written sometime during the 2nd century BC, and it revealed that the institution was conceived as a universal library. And a quote from it allegedly states, Demetrius had at his disposal a large budget in order to collect, if possible, all the books in the world to the best of his ability. He carried out the king's objective. 
Um, and so it was very clear that Ptolemy wanted to go big or go home. Um, so now I ask you, who do you think was one of the biggest philosophers at the time? Because I, when I was running through, I would have thought, oh, uh, Socrates. Archimedes? I thought of Archimedes in his screw. Hmm. Ptolemy was blue-balling for uh, Aristotle. Well, there we go. And so he wanted what was known at the time as the books of Aristotle. And he was willing to pay whatever price was necessary. Um, there are other accounts and theories out floating out there that say that Aristotle's books were actually confiscated and um, were brought to Rome. So take that as you will. Yeah. Um, at the same time, maybe the Library of Alexandria actually acquired copies. So just one of my thoughts. So a lot of books back then, they didn't have printers, right? So someone would have to sit there and Scribes. rewrite it word for word. So my thought is... Maybe they didn't have the originals themselves. Maybe they had copies. Like, that could be one possible alternative. Or so I think. But anyway, so Demetrius and his crew of men would travel to different countries around the known world at the time. And um, they had a list of books. And they would acquire the same book in as many different languages as they possibly could. In as many different editions as yeah. they possibly could. Um, or translations, because Ptolemy, sorry, Ptolemy encouraged records of past tradition and heritage because he was very grateful of like what his father set out for him and he was very big on acknowledging past and prior history. And I guess a lot of people in ancient Egypt would have done that too. Like It's all about history and dynasty yeah. stuff. Also, I think, so I feel, outside looking in. So it's said that the bulk of the library was Greek literature, but it also held all of Egypt's records. Ooh. And it was supplemented with whatever else they could acquire. So if they went to a country or they traded with a country, um, they would do their best to get as many works as possible and bring them back. And they were smart enough to divide the library into subjects. Uh, rhetoric, law, epic, tragedy, comedy, lyric poetry, history, medicine... Mathematics, natural science, and miscellaneous. Oh, sounds like they didn't have, um, you know, teen fiction, sci-fi. How dare you hate on young adult? <laughs> yeah, they weren't young. Young adult wasn't actually really established into the late 2000s. Because most of the young adults back then were being sent off to fucking war. Well, that and there wasn't a market because you either read middle grade and then you transitioned over to adult books, but then... While some people were writing middle-aged teen fiction, romancy things like, "Ah, oh, I'm falling in love with my best friend's boyfriend," and we shit like that's literally what my my uncle's wife bought me for it's Christmas like one year. I bought it food. home. I bought it home, and I showed my mother, and she looked at me because she knew I would throw away a book, and she was like, waiting to hear <laughs> what. I was going to say, and I was like, Mom, I don't think this is appropriate for me in my collection. And she was like, yeah, I know. I figured as much. I just wanted you to call it. And I threw that shit out. There were two books. I was very uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable. But anyway, um, look, I hear what you say. But anyway, to get back to the point, whilst people were publishing 
what we would today call young adult books, the genre only took off because Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight. And then therefore that carved out a whole subgenre. Well, actually technically two subgenres. That carved out the whole, okay, there's fuck tons of money to be made. Yeah. If we write books for what they marketed, because only young white girls um, are interested in stories. Let's not make it diverse. This is me injecting as much sarcasm yeah. as I can drip into this sentence. Yeah. Um, respect the drip, Karen. Respect the drip, Karen. <laughs> My stepmother, the Karen, says I couldn't wear this outfit out to dinner tonight. I told her, respect the drip, Karen. <laughs> Anyway, and then the second kind of arc of storylining that whilst people were writing fan fiction before, how many other places, sorry, how many other stories do you think have published fan fiction to the same extent that Twilight does? Have you looked at Fifty Shades? Have you looked at other spin-offs that are like in the more erotic fiction kind of thing so she really made a fucking turn for herself how many other authors can do what she did where she's like someone leaked my work fuck is i'm making you wait 12 years and then, or eight years whatever the 12 years and then was like yo here's the book and it sold out honestly the first time i heard about 50 shades of gray i thought it was paint i literally thought someone's having a joke to this day i still i still haven't lived that down i thought it was paint they still haven't released the last book from Christian's point of view. It's been a while. That is... stupid. But anyway, um, yeah, those were the the sections that the library was divided into. So I wanted to learn more about what the library actually looked like. But unfortunately, you think for something that was so such a pinnacle in society at the time, there's hardly any information about the library at all. It's really sad. And no one knows, well, they say that it was modelled to um, the Lyceum of Aristotle in Athens, which there are pictures of. It kind of looks like a really showy, what would you even call that, temple? Yeah. It looks really kind of churchy, high ceilings and stuff. Only men gathered around, you know, writing and sitting on stools and in discussion. It makes me think of... 300 and the rise of the empire where yeah. the spartans are talking sorry the the greeks are philosophizing the, the, the athenians and the greeks are having the discussion and blah, blah 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 yes so yeah that kind of stuff um and then in terms of its location it's thought to have been located very close to the harbor um because it needed to be within the royal palace's grounds and uh ptolemy the third um, his quest for knowledge was so great that he decreed that all ships docking at the port had to surrender their manuscripts to the port authorities. We love authorities. And so they would confiscate those, any books, any scrolls containing knowledge. They would send them off to the library and then they paid scribes to copy everything and then they, those scribes were then responsible for delivering it back. But did they keep the original? Or no, did... no, no. The originals were given back to the... Oh, shit, you're right. Sorry, that's right. I forgot. They would keep the originals, but give the copies to the rightful owners. Wow. So think of it more as a safety. Yeah. There you go. Um, and also that would add to how much 
it would grow like people would be yeah. transporting shit all the time. So apparently 50 years after the library was established, they ran out of space to, to store the allotted books. Um, so the Ptolemies decided that they were going to expand the library and store all the volumes that they were rapidly accumulating in a branch or daughter library at the Temple of Serapis. And another weird thing is that no one really knows how much the library had actually collected. So there's estimations that it vary between 40,000 and 100,000 at any given time. Um, the earliest surviving figure from the 3rd century BCE is reported as more than 200,000 books, whereas um, some medieval texts mentioned 42,000 books in the outer library and in the inner royal library, uh, 400,000 mixed books plus 90,000 unmixed books. Um, and then between 2nd and 4th centuries, they estimated about 700,000. And then on top of that, you also need to remember that the scholars are bringing in their own books back and forth. Um, and they were lived, well, they lived at the museum full time to perform research, to write, to lecture, to translate and copy documents as well. Um, and they acquired all of this knowledge and they collected all of these books from around the world and then kind of what happened to them? So do you know the the main theory? About everything? About the library's destruction. Um, well, do I put a joke in and say what I think may Yeah, go for your life. So what I fear was that essentially think of like, remember how they found that um, ancient... Um, a disk drive in the ocean. Huh? Uh, yeah, like really, yeah. really ancient. Okay, so here's what I think. So the library, the giant... So I'm talking shit here. Disclaimer, massive piles of shit I'm talking. Just roll with me on this. Nothing so yet, but okay. essentially, <laughs> the pyramids from Stargate and everything are essentially oh God. landing sites. So essentially, what's happened is one of the spaceships... In the process of doing a data upload Ooh. from the library of Alexandria, Ooh. someone accidentally blew a thruster and burnt the fucking thing down, like burnt it down. But in the process of it, the spaceship crashed. So essentially, in the process of, you know, trying to get away um, unscathed without damaging things, it burnt the library down from one of the thrusters, um, hit the nose off the Sphinx. Um, and then, so that's why the Sphinx doesn't have a nose. And then, you know, created a giant river. Well, no, it didn't. More just, like, hit the river and everyone's in denial. Um, so, essentially, the reason why there was this ancient disk drive in the ocean was because part of the spaceship, it's essentially if, you know, uh, yeah. Well, no, I wasn't telling you to wrap so this I up. A, I was just asking you. I think you a spaceship continue. crashed, burnt yeah. the library down, and then all the knowledge got uploaded, but has been, you know already passed on to interdimensional beings. Um, but I think other populations nicked off with the um, the remnants. However, now that we talk conspiracies, I think that there might be some, you know, government superpowers that somehow got, you know, like ancient superpowers, um, like <coughs> Illuminati, um, got the info and the books and scrolls and everything and <coughs> stole it um, and sorted it via camel um, into other locations like because they <coughs> Vatican um, and then so essentially it because all this knowledge was very <coughs> popular 
Um, so, essentially... <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I've ever seen anyone trash their own religion that they, they were so invested in. <laughs> as, as much as you... As much as you do. Oh, well, what are they going to do? Get cross with me? Dude. Nailed it. <laughs> Dude, your mother literally, like, volunteers for the local I know, Roman right? Catholic church. What? You look back at the, like... You look at the history of it. Like, seriously? <laughs> it's got drug references. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm happy they're drinking. I don't give a shit. I just don't... I think it's... Moz. Just you know what? Bitch. If Moz it. was a you know interdimensional you know traveler, no, I guarantee. Why do you think she's so aggressive all the time? You know why? She's a warrior. <laughs> she's fucking warrior class. I I guarantee you. You know what she did? She's a rouge. She was rubbing her chops all over the the you know the actual buttons and everything for this thruster. <laughs> I reckon she went back in time, she licked a thruster or something, and the spaceship crashed because of her. And you know why? Because she loves... This is why she loves explosions. So, like, okay, we take a slight right. detour. No, if Moz is watching a movie... You don't understand. When it comes... I don't know what it is. When we watch horror movies... Violence, something about anything. Something about the soundtrack. Soundtrack? The sounds and the, the thing... Like, the words the actors are saying... She, I've never seen cats watch TV, dude. We watched she someone watches literally TV. rock up on screen in a Humvee with a fifty cal, blowing oh, it was shit Shirley up. Boy. Oh, Shirley. Okay, maybe we, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. So no, but definitely Moz. Moz has some issues. Shirley Bobby? Boy, on the other hand, also has issues. Also has issues. We call them separation anxiety. And he's a chungus. Anyway, so you know, Moz. <laughs> so in case that was a spaceship that actually All right, crashed. So you think our cat was. The, on the I, spaceship. I reckon the Dark Ages, the whole, you know... Okay. We're going you, on a listen, crusade. You have 15 seconds left to wrap up going the theory before crusade. I go into the options. So essentially, Monty Ten Python... 10 seconds left. Monty Python, Holy Grail. They took all the info, put it in the Vatican. But in the process, the Holy Grail, the Holy Grail was knowledge. So beep, therefore, beep, beep, they got beep, the Holy Grail beep. in the Vatican. So the Vatican okay. stores all right. the knowledge. There so you go. think it's in the Vatican? All yeah, right. The Holy Grail is knowledge. Gotcha. So the first person that was blamed for the destruction of the library is none other than Big Daddy Julius Caesar himself. He wanted a salad. So on the 48th, 48th BC, fucking hell, Stephanie, Caesar was uh, pursuing Pompey into Egypt when he was suddenly cut off by an Egyptian fleet at Alexandria. <laughs> a little bit of turmoil erupted. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Pompey. Oh, you should read about it. It was a blast. Not that kind of Pompeii, dude. <laughs> Not that kind of Pompeii. Oh, there was so much fallout. Don't be rude. Don't be fucking rude. You know what? So most, were... peop- most people say it was a cover-up. Literally. Listen. Look, I'm just dusting off the... Uh, oh, you know, for the... far out, dude. So, uh, he and his men were greatly outnumbered and in enemy territory, so Caesar ordered the ships in the Great Harbour to be set on fire, and then the fire would have spread and destroyed the Egyptian fleet, and then um, they also believed that it might have burned down part of the city, and where was the library in the port? So, it would have spread to the library, is this theory. Um, 
Caesar was known for keeping up his journal entries like a teenage girl, not that anyone should be feeling ashamed about writing journal entries, but he wrote of starting the fire in the harbour, but he neglected to mention the burning of the library. We didn't start the fire. That's funny because that was the song that was playing on the ride home on the radio on Gold 104. Gold 104. Um, it's the only decent channel these days. Yeah, everything's gone to shit. Like the island, you know, from the whole library of Alexandria. Crushed. Um, so such an omission proves little since he was not in the habit of including unflattering facts when writing his own history. And if he was solely to blame for the disappearance of the library, it is very likely that um, records of this happening would exist today. So historians disagree about the Great Library's fate after 48 BC, as the actual events surrounding the fire that ravaged Alexandria are only vaguely documented. And it's also unclear whether the Great Library was actually affected by the fire, and if so, whether the damage it may have sustained was serious. Um, Greco-Roman accounts of the fire indicate that a large section of Alexandria around the eastern harbour was devastated by a fire which spread out of control after Caesar ordered his men to set fire to the ships in the harbour during the um, Alexandrian War between 48 and 47 BC. Plutarch recounted in um, Life Season 49, being cut off, Caesar was forced to remove the danger by setting fire to the fleet which, spreading from the docks, also destroyed the Great Library. Um, and his good friend Mark Antony uh, supposedly gave Cleopatra over 200,000 scrolls from the library um, long after Caesar was accused of burning it. Yeah, what a dick. So, um, second theory is that... The, now I have that song in my head, and you dancing like this. Ugh. <laughs> The second theory of the library's destruction is the much more popular and widely accepted story in um, historian circles. It involves Theophilus, the patriarch of Alexandria from 385 to 412 BC. Um, during his reign, the Temple of Serapis, which was the sister branch off of the library, from the Library of Alexandria, was converted to a Christian church. Around 391 AD, don't we know about Christian conversion? And it's likely that many documents would have been destroyed then. And the Temple of Serapis was estimated to hold more than 10% of the overall Library of Alexandria's holdings. Um, after his death, his nephew Cyril... <laughs> Stop calling me Cyril! <laughs> He's Cyril, I'm Cecil. <laughs> um, and sometimes we like to talk like old people. Thistle. 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 The rains have arrived. Thistle. The rains have arrived. The rains are coming, Thistle. Thistle. Mention that back in there. It's like, Thistle. The Lord reforms fire, Thistle. Run, Thistle. Fetch the water, Thistle. Thistle. What's that? What, what? What? I can't hear from this parapet. What, what? The, the bloody library's on fire! Put it out! You put it out, Cecil! Cecil? Cyril! Cyril! Cyril. Oh shit, all this smoke forgot who I was! Cecil! So Cyril became patriarch, <laughs> and shortly after that, riots broke out. Where is that? <laughs> Very uh, parallel to today. Parallel, yeah. It literally turns like, but Carl. 
Why, what? Carl, why did you, why did you burn the library? Carl. Dude, we started watching Salad Fingers again at 3am oh, this morning. Let's get, we're up to episode... Just say, this is the shit that you do not watch at fucking 2 in the morning. You know? While your garden is being invaded. Anyway. Riots broke out when Hyrax, a Christian monk, was publicly killed by uh, the Order of Austries in the city of Prefect. And... Uh, ostracies said that uh, it was under the influence of Hypatia, a female philosopher and daughter of the last member of the Library of Alexandria. Although it apparently could be noted that it's some uh, some count Hypatia herself as the last head librarian. So in 391 AD, after Emperor Theodosius banned pagan cults within the empire, Numerous pagan temples were destroyed or converted to churches. So we're talking about crusades here. Um, there's little evidence to support the idea that the Great Library was specifically targeted by Christian fanatics, but civil unrest and wars caused by sorry caused by the loss of numerous monuments in um, the kind of known world at the time between the third and fourth centuries um, also included the tomb of Alexander, so Alexander the Great's tomb, and they burnt that shit to the ground. Greek fire, for instance. You know, just think, the amount of times knowledge has been wiped. But here's the thing. Yes. Here's the conspiracy part. What if every time a civilization comes across the knowledge and uses the knowledge in a non... What's the word? Nice way. In a violent manner. They literally get wiped and then reset Well, look at what people are trying on. to do at North Sentinel Island. Yeah. And then they get these fucking early 20-year-old people who think that they've suffered in life, not to discount anyone saying that they haven't suffered in life, but they're just saying that anyone of that age who thinks that they haven't suffered, that's not what I mean. But these people who then are like, oh my God, I found God. You found God, that's fucking great for you. You know what I mean? If that helped you uh, work through shit you have been in in life and turns you out to be an actual good person... I have no issues with you. You do whatever you have to do. However, don't shove your shit down my throat. No. Do not go to one of the last uncontacted tribes in the world with your little fucking rowboat and then not expect to be skewered. Mm. You have no business being there. Also, talking about massive, you know, like, I'm going to fuck up your library... Um, Is that a threat? No. Are you are you threatening me? No. Calm down. You're not Moz. Um, Baghdad. <laughs> That's what well, I spoke about before. No, no. But 1258. Yes. And you know about Mongols destroying the House of Wisdom, um, and also you look at sort of the Mayans and what happened there. That was a pinnacle of civilization. Yes. And then poof, gone. But where did they go? Exactly. Oh, wait, hold on. I know the answer to this. Didn't um, the arsehole... Well, the Spanish invaded. Yeah. yeah. What was his name? I think it... Ah, uh, the Conquistadors. Um, yes. The Conquistadors. Yes. I'm going to type this out. <laughs> Literally, like... Because they were hugely, you know, adept at um, astronomical observations. Cortes. That's Cortes, it. Yeah. He sent Pedro de Alvarado. Yeah, that's it. To conquer them in Guatemala. 
You know, apparently, um, Guatemalan, um, Guantanamo Bay, is that what they call it? Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. Uh, that has been closed, wow. allegedly. Due to COVID. No, as in, never mind, we'll talk about <laughs> that some another time. Anyway, so basically what we're trying to get to, I was trying to get to here before we talked about conquistadors, is that, let's be real, it's not like there, there hasn't been crusades led by Christians later in history. Um, it Probably them. It wouldn't be the first time. I can't, like, you know, continue because I need coconuts to, you know, bang together. No, coconuts are actually expensive. And they kill people. Literally. More than sharks. So therefore, Literally. why are people getting rid of sharks, not coconuts? Uh. Look at you, you plantist. Well, I'm not a plantist. I eat vegetables occasionally. <laughs> Instead of racist plantist, plantist, you're trying to get breedist. You're trying to get rid of certain breeds of plants. Rude. I'm just saying that there are some really weird... Okay. Disclaimer, attacking vegans. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I look at some of the vegan stuff that okay. is Okay, remember available. that fake chicken you said, I, and I was like, hey, it, we should get this to the cats, and you literally sent me 10 b- b- barfing emojis. Yeah, like, it looks mouldy. Uh, no, because it is mouldy. Oh. So the chicken's not supposed to be green? Oh, this is wonderful, it's got plant matter. No, it's not, it's processed shit. It's worse for you because of all the processed stuff. You know what? If the recipe for, like, you know, 90% of the vegan recipes were in the, you know, the library of Alexandria, I would burn that motherfucker Look, to the ground. I am going to talk shit on vegans because literally, if I wasn't cooking for, like, the both of us or cooking to have, like, a decent amount of food prep, I normally eat vegan. I figured out. Well, I looked at it and go, good cop, bad cop, fat cop. I can be fat cop in the sense Do you that... know who gets me worse than vegans, though? The fucking ketoists who are like, yo... That um, potato, that's no good for me. So you know what I'm going to do? Fry some fucking cheese in my air fryer and wrap it around my Kransky shot sausage. That's going to be a good also, fucking lunch. Same to Atkins, which was, you know, proved to be a fucking ripoff. Really? Yeah. Mm, that's why like it's not in the health food section. I thought it was for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the final individual to get blamed for the destruction is uh, Califoma. Oh, good on ya. And this one, again, is... Fucking hell, Calif. This one pisses me off more than anything. <sighs> oh, I fucking hate it. Uh, not the allegations, because they're of Muslim... Um, they're a Muslim leader. Yeah. So they were like... It's the exact same to take as the Christians, except it's the Christians saying that, Oh my God, no, it couldn't have been us. It had to have been the Muslims. That's not me saying that. No, this is This just... is me saying... The, the world has a history of Christians making allegations yeah. about things that they do not understand. And Islam is one of those things. Not that I understand yeah. Islam or could ever... No. But anyway. So, the Christian um, blaming of the finger states that in six, uh, 640 AD, the Caliph's general took the city of Alexandria and upon learning of a great library containing all the knowledge in the world... He um, supposedly asked Caliph Omar for instructions. And the Caliph was quoted as saying of the library's holdings, they will either contradict the Quran, did I pronounce that properly? Quran, so. yeah. yeah. Um, in which case they are heresy, or they will agree with it, so they are superfluous. So allegedly, all the texts were destroyed by them as tinder 
for the use of bar in the use of bathhouses for the city. Which that's an efficient way of dealing with it. And even, um, even then, uh, it was said to have taken six months to burn all the documents. But these details from the caliph's quote to the incredulous six months is supposedly um, wasn't written down until 300 years after the fact. Um, and these facts condemning Omar were written by Bishop Gregory Bar Hebrus, a Christian who spent a great deal of time writing about Muslim atrocities without much historical documentation. So again, um, dumb white bitch thinking he knows more about a situation where he wasn't there and making shit that if you did that today is lander slander land and, and it's libel yep libel and slander <laughs> um so yeah again dumb white people making dumb white decisions so um, apparently five centuries after the conquest there was no mention and um, not a single reference to any accident related to any Alexandrian library. Um, early in the 13th century there appears to be an account reported by uh, Ibn al-Kifi um, and other Arab authors describing how Amir had uh, burned the books of the ancient library of Alexandria. The story apparently has a fictitious flavour and has been repeatedly criticised by notable British historians um, and has since been proven to be a 12th century fabrication by a British historian, Edward Gibbon. Uh, two questions arose from that circumstance and they were what happened in the 12th century that suddenly aroused interest in the fate of the Library of Alexandria and further led on to the accusation that um, these people were the culprits and why, after total silence of more than um, eight centuries after the destruction um, of the sister temple, should um, Ibn have been so anxious to record such a story in full detail? Um, and then we have the 11th and 12th centuries where um, the Crusades, you know, caused a very tipping point in history shall we say. Imagine if there were religions that were established that the Crusades wiped out and we have no knowledge of them. Yeah. It, it's just a massive loss. I still don't understand the right of what people have, think they have, to tell other people what they can and cannot believe in. I get it. We don't know, I see. I don't know. I, I just don't... I, we're shaking our heads. You can't see that, but we're shaking our heads. Yeah. Um, at the same time, the ensuing gradual uh, desacralization of learning was most graphically illustrated in the transformation of a book in the 12th century, because before then, um, you wrote things down on a piece of paper, but you didn't have access to things like books because books were kept at monasteries and you, not many people knew how to read, knew how to write, so you needed someone who could do one or the other to um, fill out a book, I guess you could say, to make a book. Um, so typically they call these uh, monastic books and they were around in the early Middle Ages and they were said to have been very luxurious. They were made of fine parchment and gold leaf and contained painstaking script and artistic illuminations and they were obviously considered beautiful masterpieces and you can imagine that they would be quite expensive 
Um, so to have thousands of students and masters who would sit there, learn and transcribe all of this stuff that costs a lot of money, right? Um, so to supply their needs, publishers back in the day began to mass produce books, employing scores of copy uh, copyists, and they would work at a feverish rate. So literally, you had to have a page, you know, their page rate, writing rate had to be really high. Yeah, something um, crazy. And it's not like your handwriting could fail. No. Because you, you, it's not like you're just writing to fill the time like you would in school. No, you're literally... But, People have to read what you're writing, you know what I mean? If it's not of high quality, you can't sell that. You're not going to make the money. So it is what it is. I don't know. I can only imagine. Um, And then, obviously, as it became not so much more accessible but more routine to have books written at a higher speed, books became uh, more kind of sought after. And then, obviously, I think it was... Was it 1600s or something? 1700s? When they made presses, ink presses, something like that. And then that was huge because then people actually... One of the main things for presses wasn't books. It was um, military propaganda and, like, shit and pamphlets of, like, go here, go there, we're going to fight this war, we need you to be here and stuff. Yep. Uh, At least thus is my understanding. Um, So, yeah, um, Alexandria is... In history, considered quite a volatile city, especially during the Roman period. Um, there's been a lot of kind of like wars, battles, struggles um, between different kind of occupations, uh, occupants and um, dynasties and things like that. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot to kind of go on. Um, historians believe that in the deserts of Egypt, scrolls that were once part of the Great Library will one day be discovered. I don't know how that would work because parchment is considered to be plant matter. And I would have thought the plant matter would degrade over time. Yeah. But alas, I am not um, very well educated in the publishing world and the historical publishing. So please feel free to correct me there. Um, but that is what it is. I'd, I'd like to believe that one day they'd find something, but you don't know. I don't know. Um, many arch- uh, archaeologists believe that buildings that once compri- composed the um, library might actually be buried under modern-day buildings. So they might be survived just under, you know, metres upon metres worth of dirt that modern buildings are now occupying sites of. And they say that the real tragedy, of course, is not the uncertainty of knowing who to blame for the library's destruction, but that so much of the ancient history, literature and learning was forever lost that day. Um, Apparently, in um, 1974, the president of the University of Alexandria was really interested in reviving um, the library for the modern era. And uh, then in May of 1986... Egypt requested the executive of the board of UNESCO to allow the international organisation to conduct a feasibility study for the project. And this marked the beginning of UNESCO and the international community's involvement in trying to bring the project to fruition. And they started in 1988 and worked to support the international architectural competition to design the library. And then apparently Egypt decided to devote four hectares of land for the building of the library and established the National High Commission for the Library of Alexandria. 
and then the Egyptian pr president of the time, Hosni uh, Mubarak, took a personal interest in the project, um, and that really like pushed things forward and drove things ahead. And it was completed in 2002 and is now called the Bibliotheca Alexandria. And it now functions as a modern library and cultural centre. And it also commemorates the original library itself. Um, it also houses the International School of Information Sciences, which has been abbreviated to ISIS, not me. That's yep. the school themselves. Yep. Um, which is a school for students preparing for libraries... Um, in Egypt and across the Middle East. So basically they want to train people to be great librarians, to uh, store and file knowledge away and protect knowledge. Um, and apparently it's the world's largest digital collection of historical manuscripts as well as the largest repository of French books on the African continent. Jeez. So they're known for something themselves. Yay. And people don't realise like how, how hard it is to collate digital information. Really fucking hard and store all of that and to tag it all so people can find what it is and I don't know it's tough so you've already said just conspiracies or anything else you want to add no aliens so you said the Vatican mine was also the Vatican you know what otherwise you just throw it out and say like the Vatican is actually you know reptiles disguised as people so you know really spaceship aliens V wars you know what <laughs> I reckon the Vatican is the Illuminati sometimes yeah you know, it's funny. That's why no one fucks with them. Notice how no one fucks with the Vatican. Dude, do you know that they have their own city? Like, Vatican City is... They don't have... A police officer has no grounds there. Yeah, you think about They're it. They're not... Soldiers aren't permitted to step there. They have their own police. They have their own soldiers. It's... You think about it. Jerusalem, the Vatican. Two pla and So, Mecca, Jerusalem, Vatican. Three places that are... Like a you don't mess with. I can't remember how the Vatican has so much money. Like, how did they crusades? Really? All that tax got to go somewhere. The Vatican Bank is eight billion. This is me reading off money CNN, so I don't know. How, I'll have to do some more research, right? Apparently, they've got eight billion dollars in assets. And obviously, it's surrounded by corruption. Oh, easy. Uh, Pope Benedict began cleaning the back the bank up, and Francis has been continuing this work. The bank accounts are only supposed to be held by residents of Vatican City and church personnel, and they're also often awarded to powerful Italian officials looking to stash money without paying taxes. Jeez. The bank closed over four thousand accounts to weed out corruption, and currently has a total of thirty-three thousand four hundred accounts. It had over 1.1 billion euros off its balance sheet when they released 2014 financial statements in July. Wow. So they just add shit. And apparently they rented the Sistine Chapel to make money. Like they rented it out to Porsche because of a gala that the Porsche wanted to have. And apparently to canonise a priest they have to pay the Vatican over $250,000. And that must be US money too. Yeah. Um, and apparently tourism in the Vatican has tripled under Pope Francis. Bank time. All that bank. 
bank snacks coinage because apparently they own like a lot of they own property they own stocks um fucking ridiculous so it's just weird dude it's weird me no no I say let's check this um updates upgrades people upgrades um, Biden's two two six, Trump one seven five, again two seventy to win. So he's closing. Uh, Twenty minutes ago, Biden Biden said we are on track to win this election. Trump won Florida twenty six minutes ago, and he won Ohio fifty five so, minutes ago. But he's gone from a difference of a hundred to fifty. Mm. No. And just remember, he'll take everyone to court Florida's been called we already said that didn't we before yes yes yep. no um Alaska hasn't been tallied yet which is interesting I don't know I say it's a scary world very scary Apparently he's tweeting shit 14 minutes ago saying we are up big and they're trying to steal the election. We will never let them do it. Votes cannot be cast after the polls are closed. Hilarious. Because um, Biden's telling people if you are in the polls and they close, you don't have to leave because you're there, your vote counts. Yep. crazy i don't know all right that's it that's all i got anything else nope that's all i reckon aliens all right. you reckon aliens i reckon i gotta get on back onto my writing for my new new yep yep because i haven't done much today um and just you know on a finishing move don't fucking climb into people's houses because you know we don't want a repeat of what happened to alexandria just fucking stay the fuck home and observe, you know, your constitutional rights to just, you know, you can bear arms, but one, if you want bear arms, you need to catch a bear, so then you can attach the bear arms. Get it? That's what it is. Because I guarantee you... They must have been so confused when they heard my voice. Yeah. But also, too, why, you know, I think they didn't, like, write it down properly, and they don't understand it. What it is, it actually says you have the right to throw hands at bears. So really what it's no, saying... No, all right. Okay. This is, this is America. Nothing, no you know, the land of the yeah. free, right, the land the of the brave, the land of what else? Oil. Um, all right. Um, anything else you want to add? Yes, check into your local library. Borrow a No, book. not now. Not now. There's a pandemic. A lot of Victorian Read libraries Read a book. Buy a book. Order a book. All right. Or um, a library. We are controls and Couches. If there's a specific topic you would like us to cover, we do have a topic request form. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, Luminary, Player FM, Podbean, Podchaser, Radio Public. You can subscribe via email. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Sweet Tuning, Overcast. We re-upload in a video format on YouTube, but apparently it came to my attention that that hasn't been happening for a couple of weeks. Really? So I have to go back and re uh, like generate the videos myself. Yep. They're supposed to be getting back to me on why that hasn't happened. Um, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at controlsandcouches at gmail.com. He's Full Metal Chicken. I am Steph Afar. Thank you so much for listening. 
May the force be with you. Live long and prosper. And also with you. Yeah. And you'll hear from us in the next one, guys. Yes. Stay safe. Stay happy. And also wear your too, masks. Wear your mask. Social um, distance. And you'll be listening to us in some form of form of frequency and bit channel. Um, but uh, yeah, some people say sixteen is good. Eight is also good. Thirty-two. Sometimes you know I like I prefer sixteen.